0: It's Alison. Welcome to the first episode. In this first episode, I will be sharing with you all the reasons why I created this podcast and how I am hoping this might help someone else that might be going through the same situations I went through or I'm going through at the moment. As this is only the first episode, I'm sure things will evolve and hopefully improve. This is my first try at a podcast, so I really hope the sound and content quality is okay, or up to your standards. I wanted to start uh, by explaining how I came up with the name There I Am. For a really long time, I found hard to describe myself to others, um, being honest and candid about my defects and my virtues. More often than not, I'm extra hard on myself, particularly when describing my defects. I found myself getting more and more anxious to talk to new people, not knowing what to say and often feeling uncomfortable. I felt as if I didn't know myself well enough to engage in conversations with strangers, or I took a long time trying to, fi- to come up with something to say that would sa- sound okay on my mind, which made meeting strangers, or even acquaintances, very stressful. Three months ago, um, I was diagnosed with clinical depression, and this was my trigger to focus on getting to know myself, or maybe finding myself as I felt very lost for a really long time. This was the reason for the name, as after 41 years in this world, I decided to embark into this journey of self-awareness, and this podcast is the first uh, step on that journey. While thinking about what should I name the first episode, I had a flashback to a couple of months ago, me sitting on my kitchen floor, and I decided to call it Who Am I? I asked that question to myself while I was in the middle of an awfully bad tantrum that my older daughter was having over her socks. She didn't want to wear socks because they had unicorns knitted on them, and that was annoying her feet. So I found myself yanking her socks off very roughly and breaking into a hysterical crying episode that ended up in a panic attack. I had had a panic attack earlier in the year, but this was a whole different story and much more intense. I felt like someone was squeezing my neck, and I couldn't breathe, I couldn't talk, and I felt like I was going to die. So after I managed to calm myself down, I remember telling my husband amongst, crying uncontrollably, "Um, Who am I? This is not me. How could I react to a simple tantrum over socks? Well, I had finally realized that something was off with me, that this wasn't normal, I realized that I hated the way I lost control of my emotions, and that I was expecting a three-year-old to manage her frustration over socks when I couldn't even manage my own frustration over her tantrum. This episode was the final in a long couple of years of me losing control over my emotional responses and my own reactions. Uh, Feeling guilty over screaming to my girls, feeling as if I was not meant to be a mother, that I didn't deserve to be one, because I couldn't bring myself uh, to be nurturing and caring as I wanted to be. I just couldn't bring myself to hug the the tantrums away. Um, Instead I would just get angry or upset and I felt very empty. So I was finally tired of feeling unhappy and feeling guilty of being a shit mom. My husband has always been very supportive and he will tell me um, that I had to remember how many times I got up at night to tend to them and how I stopped eating dairy and soy and even gluten to make my girls have um, better digestion or all the issues that come with breastfeeding, how I always make sure that I cook fresh vegetables for them to eat and all the good things I was doing. But... In my sick brain all I could see was my wrongdoings and I will cry myself to sleep wishing my girls would forget the day and not have any memories or traumas Or and due to my lack of self-control and my constant yelling and crying and out of control behaviour. This moment was pivotal to me as that's when I realised that I needed help beyond talking to a friend, or to another mom, or even to my husband. That's the moment I realized I needed professional help. This year, as we all know, hasn't been particularly easy for anybody, uh, with the global pandemic that's basically pushed us to the very limit of tolerance to uncertainty. Luckily for me, New Zealand has been one of the few countries that has managed to keep the pandemic under some control, there has been a lot more information also circulating about the mental health side of the of this situation by chance, my workplace um provided us with mental health support through online therapy and so after having this panic attack coming to the realization that I needed to find help, I decided to contact the service and see if I could get some support and um Wanted to learn how to manage my moods and control my reactions. So I went uh, for an in-person approach as I felt um, that I might just need one session, you know, to learn coping mechanisms and that's it. Go home and practice, but I was very wrong. When I got to my appointment, I think I managed to say 10 words about why I was there before breaking into a solving mess (laughs) and um, explaining How overwhelmed I felt with my situation, I remember the therapist asking me why I had come and I said that I wanted to be a better mother. And then just, yeah, 10 minutes into the session, he tells me that I'm clinically depressed and that I should go to my GP and explain that I should probably be on antidepressants. I can't really explain what I felt, in a way it was embarrassment, shame, sadness, fear, a little anger even. I managed to hold um, my emotions in and finish the session, and when I went outside to my car, I called my husband Drew and I told him. I was a little bit angry, um, and I explained to him that this guy, therapist, had met me for 10 minutes and told me that I was depressed and that I needed to be medicated, which is one of my biggest fears to depend on medication. Um, I will probably talk about it in a future episode, but yeah. So Drew listened to me, and then he said, well, what if it's right? I just thought it for a few minutes, and actually agreed with him and said, yeah, well, maybe he is right, maybe, you know, this is what happens to me, and so I decided to call my GP right away, and luckily I managed to get an, an appointment within two hours of uh, my meeting with the therapist. So I went home, and um, I remember crying um, a little bit more and then just trying to get myself back together before seeing my GP. But when I got there again, I was um, a bit hesitant still, and not entirely sure of the diagnosis that my therapist had done. So I tried to explain um, to my GP about my panic attacks, and the sobbing, and my lack of control over my emotions, and um, overall feeling of despair. Unsurprisingly, the GP agreed with the therapist, and I remember he said something um, that made me feel so much better um, then. He mentioned to me how um, how much mental health medicine has advanced in the last 30 years, and that there was no reason for me to be afraid and that I didn't have to endure such a horrible time when there was a way to help me gain my balance before I could start working on maintaining my balance in my brain um, in a natural way, which is what I was uh, searching, you know, what I was wanting to achieve. So in summary, um, I was doing 90% of the things that I was supposed to do to improve my mental well-being. I was having a good diet, I'm not a smoker, or I'm not a heavy drinker. So in his mind, I was trying for a really long time to get better naturally and I just couldn't. Hence, I was a good candidate for um, the extra help using medicine. So I started my journey with antidepressants. The first week was very intense. I was feeling some of the secondary effects I read about, like muscle tremors and dry mouth, but also I felt an instant sense of peacefulness inside. Apparently it takes a while for antidepressants to work properly, so I wasn't expecting to feel good straight away, but in some ways I did. It might have been a placebo effect, from the fact that I finally assumed I was sick and I needed to get better so I try to get better but I noticed a change in me from that first week that has slowly become my new normality I guess the most amazing thing that happened during that week uh, was also the change on my older daughter's behavior Prior to this, she was having horrendous tantrums um, on a daily basis. Not too many of them, but at least once a day. And after I started my treatment, she had a particularly nasty one about her pants. And I was afraid that I was going to explode again. But somehow I managed to keep my cool and, you know, try to decrease the intensity by offering other solutions, and trying to distract her um, from the pants, and and yeah, it worked. The rest of the week, the tantrums decreased, um, not only in severity, but also in um, periodicity. So I was more and more able, I guess, to be assertive, and to help her manage her own frustrations in a healthier way, which made me really happy. This is still um, a work in progress, as she's still learning and I'm still learning. So we do have some moments when I have to remove myself from the situation and let Drew deal with it. Just in order for me to regain my confidence and to avoid falling in the same patterns I did before. But yeah, if you haven't been in antidepressants before, as I had never been, um, the first week is always tricky and I felt almost high, like I was floating in a cloud or something which I was explained um, was due to the brain adapting to the new levels of serotonin. I didn't dislike the feeling, but I, I think it had lasted, if it had lasted longer than a week, it would probably start to be annoying. Um, because as much as you know, I like to be happy and hopping in clouds, um, I do need my mental clarity to perform well at work and at home as well. I also experienced some um, dry mouth sensation, and some muscle tremors, as I mentioned before, but everything went away after the first week, so I consider myself lucky, as I have heard from other people that some side effects can be very disturbing. So going back to the question of who I am, or who am I, after the first few weeks of being in treatment, I began to remember or I guess discover again how to feel happy, I started to feel excitement again about doing things uh, like restarting my sewing lessons and learning a new song on the piano etc. So I slowly realized that this was me, like coming back to my own mind. I have never been a particularly bubbly person but I certainly do feel excitement and I do like certain things that I guess were forgotten in a corner of my room for the last four years or so. I also realized that I actually enjoyed being a mom, which is a nagging question that I might explore also in a future episode, as many times I thought that uh, maybe I wasn't meant to be a mom, that maybe it wasn't my call or I didn't have natural skills for it. I just realized that I'm just myself, my own version of mom, ups and downs, virtues and defects, just like everyone. I still often forget that I don't have to be like everyone else as well. I sometimes think I should write, probably write that down on a piece of paper and put it somewhere where I can see it every morning. Because it's one of the things that I most often forget. It is super hard not to forget to be yourself when we are swamped with social media and photos and videos, TikToks, YouTubes, whatever, of what look like perfect moms with awesome shots of the kids smiling and then, you know, having a fitness routine and healthy recipes to share and arts and crafts. Um, So yes, virtually impossible not to question yourself on it. But due to this, I also decided that another part of my healing process was to find positive people to follow real people that not only post about the happiness and bubbly of their lives but also about the b-side of motherhood the bad times as well it's not that I want to chase negativity but I just wanted something that felt real to me Uh, so I decided to unfollow accounts that will trigger my self-doubt I have found uh, some amazing people on Instagram, and I will share with you some links below, as it might help you to have a different outlook on your morning social media feed, which is so important. I am also actively trying to spend less time in social media, uh, which is a very slow process, but so far very rewarding. I wanted to finish this first episode by proposing an idea to you. Very simple. If you were kind enough to dedicate the time to listen to me, I would love if you could ask yourself the same question. Like, who am I? Are you able to recognize your own personality, um, your own virtues and defects? Are you able to describe yourself honestly? Leaving aside negativity and judgment, just a plain simple description um, that can fit you. I'm asking you this, because I always had a hard time defining myself to anybody, as I said before. And I always used to mention the traits that are often perceived as negative, such uh, such as undecisive, introverted, direct, and I usually leave for later the positive ones, like caring and honest. So it is still a struggle for me to describe myself in positive words. And I'm not sure why. I guess I will find out throughout this podcast, I hope. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope I can help you navigate through your own self-awareness and self-love journey. Yeah, if you have experienced depression you probably understand how I felt like and then I hope that you're feeling better and yeah, please feel free to reach out to me on my email below if you have any questions or if you just want to share something with me And yeah, you're welcome to to flick me an email follow me on the social media as well see you next time and until then I hope you find yourself bye